1: if I could take all the things that you guys have learned over the last 10 years and just summarize them, put them in some way to easily digest them and take action, that's what this book is all about. You're not going to want to miss it. Go to wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash new book and get your copy today.
0: In our lives, we have times, moments that create a need for change. Either that change can happen and a want to or man, I have to change. As you listen to this podcast today, do not, do not miss the opportunity at the very beginning to hear what our guest was talking about of why he had to make such an extreme change and ultimately the outcome that led him to. Stallion, you had something similar to this in your life, didn't you? Yeah. So if you've listened
1: to our show for any length of time, it's been a while since so we talked about it, but when you shared with me the infinite banking concept and I had been doing it now for several, three to four years. It dawned on me like, man, this is one of those things that if more people knew about it, they would take action. Like I did, they would have results like I've had to start saving so much more money to be in more control. And, and more so the fact that I realized, man, my job was taking me away from the people who I love the most, even though I was working hard, I was successful. And so, yeah, for me, it was a, I have to do this. I need to get out there and share this message with so many other people. And in return, I was given my time back, right? I was able to spend more time with the people that I love. I left a job over $300,000 to start from scratch with you in this journey of wealth without wall street. And man, what an impact it has made uh, that now you're listening to us every single week share these new ideas so that you can take action like I did. And uh, man, Mike Vrankovich is our guest today and of of webstreet.co and his journey is very similar. I don't wanna take away anything from his story, uh, but I think for those of you who are trying to make e-commerce a passive income, business, this is the episode you've been waiting for. Let's not take any more away from his this interview with Mike Vrankovich.
0: Welcome to the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Your guide to understanding how to get out of the Wall Street rat race and start your own mailbox money lifestyle. Now, don't let these handsome Southern draws fool you. These financial minds are teaching our country to enhance savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income, all without the help of Wall Street. Are you ready to break through? Now here are your hosts, Russ Morgan and Joey Murray.
1: Wealth Without Wall Street Tribe, you have asked for more ideas on the e-commerce space. Please welcome to the show, Mike
0: Rankovich with Web Street. Mike, so glad to have you in the show.
2: Thanks, Thanks for having me, Joey.
0: Mike, man, I'm excited to dig into this, especially this first story, right? Because I'm a movie buff. By that means, I just watch lots of movies and waste time. There, there, there's, a, there's a line to one of my favorite movies where Owen Wilson is talking to Vince Vaughn and he says, you got us a job at Google? And, and Vince Vaughn says, well, not, not a job job. It's an interview for an internship that could lead to a job. You had an experience very similar to that where you left a very successful role that you'd been doing for over five years to take an internship and of all places, a foreign country for a fraction of the money that you were making. I want to take you back to that specific moment, what you did and why you
2: did it. Absolutely. I, I, think, I think it's a good way to start. In uh, 2014, I was working as a derivatives trader in Chicago, trading firm capital, and I wanted to do something different. So I moved to the Philippines, took an internship with, at the time, a small company to learn about online businesses, e-commerce, online advertising, and, and so on.
0: Why would you do that?
2: Well, I really wanted to do something different. I, I, I loved what I did as a derivatives trader. I got, what I was doing was really interesting. Uh, I got to work with really smart people, but at the end of the day, I was trading time for money. Um, my, my pay was all performance based. You know, if I took a week off, I took two weeks off. I didn't have a business that, uh, or an investment that delivered passive income. So I really wanted to do something else. I started learning about online businesses. At first I was convinced they were a scam. There's no way people actually make money online. I, I thought, I thought it was just some kind of joke. And then the more and more I started learning about them, the more attractive I found them, but I realized it's something that I had absolutely no idea um, how, how, how they work. So I saw this opportunity to work for a company that sold these online businesses. And I figured I can quickly see the patterns between of what works, what doesn't work, get a high level overview of these businesses and then go and buy one myself or go and, or, or start one myself.
1: And and what was the country you had to travel to, to, to take this internship again?
2: Uh, I moved to the Philippines, so I moved from Chicago, Illinois to Davao, Philippines, which is in in Mindanao, uh, Philippines. It's it's actually an incredible place. Uh, weather weather was awesome. I I think I left uh, right after one of the harshest Chicago winters we've seen for a while, and moved to this tropical paradise. Um, you know, that being said, my family did think my family and friends all thought I was crazy. Like, what are you doing working for this uh, for this startup in the Philippines run by a couple of American guys. but like what what are you doing?
1: I cannot imagine that conversation and in, in you know how to to stay confident that this is the right move in the in the face of that. So talk to us about what happened. During that time, what it was? It a year? Was it six months? How long did you last in the internship? And then what what transpired from there?
2: Yeah, it was uh, it was probably one of the best decisions that I that I made in in my life. Um, so I ended up staying with the company for multiple years. The name of the company is uh, Empire Flippers. Um, at the time, it was a small startup, two founders with with a small team. Right now, it's a it's a company with 100 people distributed all over the world. Um, The biggest online business broker in the space grew very quickly. I had a front row seat to this growth. I ended up staying with the company for multiple years, doing many different roles, learning everything that I could about online businesses. And the space was just fascinating. I ended up leaving after about three years to go out and start my own e-commerce business.
0: All right. So talk us through that. Well, one first, why e-commerce? Like I know you said at first you were seeing it and you thought it was a scam, but ultimately something moved you enough to not only literally take your mind from I'm doing this type of work to a new type of work, but to move you physically to a new country. What was so interesting to you about that opportunity?
2: Well, the, the thing that I found the most interesting coming from a more traditional finance role was just the the earnings multiples at which these companies sell for. So at at the time they were selling for less than two x annual uh, earnings. Right now they're selling for about three ish annual earnings. You know, and if you compare that to a publicly traded company that might be trading for you know twenty x. That's an incredible potential ROI. Now, of course, it's not that easy because there's a, there's a specialized skill set that you need to know, and a lot of these uh, businesses take a significant amount of time to run. But that's what really drew me in. And then, and this this was before before COVID, before more of a shift to um, to e-commerce and and online business. But it seemed it seemed to be. The trend. Um, it, seem, it seemed really interesting. It's something that I wanted to learn more about, but I knew that I was starting with nothing, with, with, with zero knowledge of, of the space.
0: Well, I would say starting back in 2014, I mean, not that, that the internet started then, but I know that's when I got my first cell phone, I think. <laughs> Do you feel like, now looking at it, where we're sitting here in 2023, recording that nine years later, have we seen the end of that opportunity or is it still going?
2: No, I mean in in, in my opinion, I, I think I think it's still going. So I, I think we've we've seen shopping trends and move to online over physical retail locations. And like I mentioned earlier, I think COVID has accelerated that. A lot of people started shopping online more during COVID. And then after COVID ended, they realized, hey, why don't I just continue doing this? This is way easier.
1: And and I know we want to get to the fact of like what Web Street is and and like how you kind of came up with that idea because it's it's different than what you're talking about uh, with empire flippers but really quickly tell us about that first entree into owning your own e-commerce business that you left this internship and went to do like what what happened with that and um and how did that lead to what you're doing now
2: yeah, yeah, good good, good question. So my, my plan was to originally stay with a buyer flippers for about a year, um, learn about online businesses, that go, then go on and start my own online business. But the internship went incredibly well. I continued learning, I continued taking on more and more responsibility, quickly outgrew the, the internship role, ended up running a few different departments with the company. And uh, I, I always had my own business in the background, but never gave it enough time. And once I got to the three-year mark, I realized, I really need to take a take a stab at this. Um, le- left in really good terms. Um, stayed in touch with the founders, with uh, Justin Cook and Joe McNary. As I was building my own business, the my own business is an Amazon FBA business. I have a business partner on on that business as well. Uh, we got it to a point of a passive income stream basically it didn't require very many hours um, to generate a steady passive income now it definitely wasn't like that from the beginning I, we made every mistake imaginable that you can with an e-commerce business almost uh, went under multiple times learned a lot of things along the way and and it's still it's still running
0: okay and that that gives you a lot of understanding as you guys are Doing what you're doing now, which I want to uncover, talking a little bit about Web Street, how Web Street works, but having a background from not only being a part of the original Empire Builders, but then building out your own model and seeing it from an operator standpoint, I think that's going to lead us to a lot of great insight to your expertise here. Let's talk about Web Street in particular. What exactly is Web Street? How does it help someone who's listening to the podcast?
2: Yeah, and. Absolutely. So Web Street is a investment platform that allows investors to own fractional pieces of these online businesses uh, without having to actively run them. So the place where this whole idea came from is while, while I was at the brokerage, while I was at Empire Flippers, we heard over and over again from people that are interested in online businesses like, Hey, this looks interesting. These multiples and potential ROI looks incredible. However, I I have no idea how to run these businesses. I have no interest in learning or I don't have the time. How about I just give you some money, you run it for me and we'll split the profits. And we've heard that for years and we would tell them, get out of here. That's a terrible idea you want to buy a business or do you not want to buy a business? And of course, in, in nicer terms. And we've heard this often enough where we realized, well, look, there, there's clearly a lot of market demand for this. And these people that are asking for this you know, are, are smart. They, they, they're asking this for a good reason. They realize that these businesses um, require a specialized skill set, and they require time to run. And we're in a position where we have all the resources in place to turn this into a passive investment, so that's so we after finally hearing this question over and over again, we decided to launch uh, Web Street. Actually, formerly, I think I'm even wearing my shirt. Formerly Empire Flippers Capital, and we just rebranded to to Web Street a, a couple months ago. So a completely standalone business from the brokerage, um, and it's it's. Uh, that allows people to passively invest in these online businesses.
1: If you've listened to our show for any length of time, you've heard us talk about infinite banking and how we were able to use that concept to create over $50,000 a month in passive income. But it's just not that easy to figure out how does this all connect into my own personal system?
0: Stallion. That's why we created the passive income operating system, bro. It shows you how to turn active income, into passive income. It makes all the steps come together. If you would like to get access to it as a podcast listener, we've never given this away in public before. Go to what's forward slash P I O S. There was nothing worse than walking into class when you're in school and the teacher saying "Pop quiz day. Why? Because you were unprepared. Are you unprepared though for financial freedom? Don't be. Find out how close you are by taking our 30-second quiz at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash quiz. I'm interested in the one of the things you mentioned there about you said initially that's a terrible idea. And that's not the first <laughs> time I've heard someone say that, right, yep. when it relates to this. So I'm really curious as to why initially you guys thought that was a bad idea.
2: Uh, well, well, there's there's multiple reasons for it. One, it just wasn't part of the, the business model. So the way a broker or, or a marketplace makes money, they take commission on the sale. It's a two-sided marketplace that connect buyers and sellers. Now running a investment fund would be would be completely different and in our case, it really only works at scale. And also selling businesses versus running them just requires a, a different type of skill set.
1: So in addition to that, i have a a follow-up question to that is, is the strategy for someone to invest in this in individual businesses or is it multiple businesses all in one fund? And then secondly, as a follow-up, is the strategy always to have an exit or is it just to create long-term like passive income from these businesses that just continue to, to be built and grown? Like, help me understand both of those.
2: Yeah, yeah, really, really good question. So, diversification with what we do is extremely important. Uh, one, one of the reasons these businesses trade for 3x annual instead of 20x is uh, single points of failure. So, investing in multiple businesses is extremely important. Uh, the way Web Street is built, the investors buy or invest in fractional shares of these businesses. So let's say somebody invests $50,000, uh, they might get access to three different investment funds. Each of those investments funds is run by a different portfolio manager. Each portfolio manager might buy two to three assets. So, so in that case, they would own, let's say six different assets, um, spread across different portfolio managers different strategies uh, different underlying monetizations their different risk factors and uh, and so on in in terms of hold period all the all the funds are expected to sell uh, our hold period is two to four years an average of three years so as as these businesses the money is raised um, on behalf of the portfolio managers uh then the portfolio managers go out and acquire the assets. Then they run them, improve them, and in two to four years, they they sell the assets. Um, however, investors get regular quarterly distributions every um, every three months from the and profits of the business. So these are these are cash flow positive businesses from the start. These are not new startup businesses.
0: And in the typical fund, you have roughly how many businesses again?
2: So we, we typically have two to three businesses in a fund, but we tell investors and we typically have three to five funds uh, running at this, at the same time. So an average investor would diversify across multiple assets, multiple portfolio managers. And,
0: and is there a specific size company that you guys are looking to acquire or could a specific stage in which the business is in? Meaning like they've been up and running for one to three years, they've or, or longer? What What is a What's that sweet spot look like?
2: Yeah. So I I would say in terms of um, earnings history, uh, at least a couple of years, probably closer to three plus years. Now, now this varies. We've bought businesses that have been around for eight to 10 years. We've bought businesses that have been around for a year and a half, but probably not uh, much less than that. In terms of acquisition price, our sweet spot is probably right around half, and, half a million dollars. So if we if we go out and raise $5 million for an investment round, we might buy 10 or so businesses. But this of course varies from portfolio manager to portfolio managers. Uh, and, and this of course depends on their previous experience each portfolio manager has a different sweet spot and that that they've been able to to execute on
1: wait which that's what my follow up question was is what are the specific types of e-commerce businesses that are included in these funds like uh, you said a portfolio manager has a, a sweet spot is that a specific strategy e-commerce business or is it like some something else that you're you're pointing to
2: Yeah. Yeah. Good, good, good question. So, so the most, the most common e-commerce business that we, that we invest in are Amazon FBA businesses. Um, So e-commerce businesses that receive a majority of their sales from, from Amazon, they use full FBA, which stands for fulfilled by Amazon, meaning Amazon handles the the logistics, the picking, packing and shipping out the packages. Um, In terms of going more granular than, than that, you, you could have multiple portfolio managers that are buying and running Amazon FBA businesses, but they have different strategies on how to grow these businesses. Some might be growing the businesses by launching additional products. Some might be um, yeah, um, making the supply ch- supply chain and logistics more more effective and, and so on.
1: And what other types of businesses are included besides FBA businesses in, in terms of your portfolios? Or is that all that you focus on?
2: Uh, no, that's that's probably between a third and and half of the, the businesses. We also have uh, Amazon KDP, which stands for uh, Kindle Direct Publishing. So digital digital books, audiobooks on Amazon. Uh, we also have uh, content sites or um, uh, websites. So let's say you go to uh, something like, um, let, me, let me give you an example that your readers might be, or your listeners might be familiar with. Let's say you go to Wirecutter and you're looking for you know, best the uh, hard case luggage and you'll see a review of 10 different luggages and the way uh, New York times wire makes money is from the links or from the ads that people click on there. We, we, we have the same type of advertising sites, uh, usually on, on a, on a smaller scale. So websites that make money through affiliate links that make money through, through ads. Um, we're, we're also expanding. So, so those are the three primary monetizations, um, uh, Amazon FBA part part of the e-commerce space. Kindle Direct Publishing, and then content, uh, meaning websites monetized through affiliates or advertising. And then we're also expanding into into SaaS, software as a service, and we're looking at service-based businesses as well.
0: Interesting. All right. So I've heard you share a couple of different things, kind of like the what behind it, right? As Looking at from the the company's perspective, you're looking for businesses that have at least 18 months worth of track record, some... uh, up to three years, you're looking to buy businesses um, in the five hundred thousand dollar range. You you're looking for FBA businesses, businesses in the Kindle space, as well as uh, businesses that may have some affiliate marketing. Outside of that, what are what are some of those other key components that you guys in, that are in your buy box that you have to hit in order to uh, say yeah, this is one for us.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I think you hit the, the, the nail on, on the head with, with track record. So all, all the businesses that we buy are profitable, cash flow positive businesses. So typically, we're not looking for, for home runs. We're not looking to buy a business and, and try to 5x or 10x it. We're looking for a business that has a very likelihood of maintaining that level of earnings where we can execute on in some incremental growth without taking additional risk. Uh, that's that's the current structure of of the fund, and the reason for that strategy is simply because of the trading multiples. If we're buying things for three x annual, and we can grow these businesses a little bit, the the ROI to investors is is excellent. So so that's that's the biggest thing that we're looking for. And then the second part to this is we're looking for businesses that the portfolio managers already have a uh, track record in. Uh, growing, managing, and exiting. So each each of these businesses, whether you're looking at e-commerce, whether you're looking at Kindle or, or websites, they require a very different skill set. And even within that subcategory, e- each one requires a different skill set. So we're really looking for a good fit for the portfolio managers, um, uh, similar to what they've done previously. Is, is that Does that make sense?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I have one question before... I want you to like kind of flesh one of these things out for us in just a second, but just for, I mean, for anybody that's not familiar with Kindle direct publishing, that was just a strategy I hadn't really heard of before. What can you just give us an example of that? And then I'd love to hear um, more of a case study of what you've been able to do with some of these other businesses.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Kindle Direct Publishing is, if any of you have a Kindle, which is just a digital uh, or an electronic uh, book, um, a lot of those titles on Amazon are self-published, meaning they're not coming from one of the big uh, book publishers. Especially in uh, in the fiction space, so this is a whole monetization or business model where there are teams of writers that are writing books. They're publishing them on Amazon, whether they're uh, written books on Kindle. They could also be printed books. Uh, Amazon will also print your books on demand when you have an order, or they could be audiobooks. So it's basically a e-commerce business with a big content uh, component to it. But it works in a similar way that e-commerce does because all the marketing behind it is um, is very similar. You're using the same tools to run paid traffic on Amazon. There's there's a high amount of repeat customers for these books. Usually these books are part of a series. Um, is, is that is that helpful?
0: Yeah, I think you're, I mean, what's really interesting, I think maybe in our brains, we start to think e-commerce, we're so used to walking in a building, buying a you know a product walking out and now we go oh e-commerce is the same thing i walk in i uh, you know on my computer i buy the product there and I walk out and we forget something as simple as ebooks which is a product but it's it's digital it's just it's not something that's getting shipped to your house that you don't really care what that business is except it's trading on uh, you know at, at a low multiple on uh, online there's a a demand uh, for it that you can sell at a premium and it will create cash flow that you can then do exactly the same thing to market it right
2: exactly all
0: right can we let's dig into a case study i'd love to to share like make this come to life for the person who's just running on the treadmill right now who's like this is interesting but how does this apply to me like how do i participate in this and what's the so what behind it
2: Okay, perfect. Uh, what? Just just to make sure I don't ramble on here. What what kind of case study would you would you guys like to hear?
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, we, we have the gift of asking any question and shutting up, and then pretending that you know exactly what we meant. Um, and that's my, my that, that's my Russ's gift for sure. <laughs> so give give us an example of one. A, a, you know, just maybe a recent uh, fund that launched, right? Maybe some of the. Uh, companies that were in it and talk to us a little bit about from an investor standpoint, how did they participated in it and what the, what the, an expectation they should have um, as an investor. Uh, you know, I'm sure people ask the question all the time. How do I lose all my money? Right. We probably need to go <laughs> through some of that and then talk to them about what that's going to look like for them over time.
2: Okay, perfect. Yeah, let's, let's start high level. And then we'll, uh, then we'll jump into specifics for for recent funds. So one thing that you guys heard me touch on multiple times are these multiples. So if you run the numbers, a business that you purchase at 3x annual profits, or 3x annual EBITDA or discretionary income, basically would return a 33% annual uh, ROI. Um, which which is what makes this investment opportunity so so attractive to start Now now the problem is it's not as simple as let me let me spend a few hundred grand and then I will make you know 33 percent every year otherwise everybody would be doing it and that that um, that return would quickly get pushed down. What makes this incredibly difficult is the specialized skill set that it takes to run these businesses and the time that it takes to um, to to run them. Um, what, what, what we do at WebStreet is we find, highly experienced portfolio managers that will put in their own money on every investment fund that they're going to run. We have them put in about 5% of their own money. And then we set up the investment fund structure. So we deal with all the securities regulations, we deal with all the legal, we do the taxes, the um, the accounting. And then we we were also advisors for the portfolio managers doing everything we can to to maximize returns and, and provide oversight. Uh, in exchange, we take a third of the profits, and the way we and the portfolio managers make money is we split the profits. So investors keep two thirds of the profits, while us and the portfolio managers keep the remaining third. We all get, get paid at the same time. We make money from from quarterly distributions. We make money on the exit when the, when the businesses are sold, and. Obviously, these are only projections. <laughs> the actual numbers may vary a lot. You could lose all your money and, and all of all of those disclaimers. And, and I should also mention at, at this point, this is only open to accredited investors. So it's only open to uh high net worth individuals. We're looking at doing a crowdfunding option in in the future, but I, I should mention that as well. Now, now getting into actual results from 2022. Uh for our first investment fund that's been operating for uh just under two years with in 2022 we delivered 15 percent cash on cash returns to investors paid out in quarterly distributions
0: hey, all right that's super interesting so i have a couple questions one the portfolio manager is are they basically operators or former operators who now are basically acting as project managers over the operators that are running the businesses within their portfolio or is it more detailed than that
2: yes yeah, so, so, so we, we we kind of use the the term interchangeably portfolio manager operator uh the operator is probably more descriptive so typical background on a portfolio manager or operator is somebody that has built these businesses from scratch that has exited a few of them and they probably Currently, have a portfolio of multiple businesses that they're running. They have a team; team might be five to fifty people that's running these businesses. They're looking to buy businesses on their own, um, but they're but they're also open to leverage. Um, they're they're willing to take on some investor capital, put in their own money, go out and buy one of these businesses, and share the profits with with investors.
1: Interesting. Okay, so besides the fact of um, the, who these operators are and how that is all set up. You said last year it was a 15% cash on cash return. And that was with some of those things being, were there any exits involved in that or that was just building the, the initial fund?
2: Yeah, that, 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 that was just from the, from the businesses' quarterly profits. Uh, so profits paid out quarterly. That's net of all fees, net of everything. Um, if we're hitting about 15% a year in cash distributions, um, that puts us on track for 20-plus percent annualized once you include profits from an exit.
0: Gotcha. Okay. I think I'm following you on that. I love that. I love understanding how the business model works. I love seeing the opportunity that exists in it. It's something that's unique. We haven't heard that as a community, right? We've talked about starting a business, right? Even potentially learning how to run one of these and just going out and buying your own. But now I have the potential to buy a fractional share into one. I think that's super cool, super unique. How would one of our listeners connect with you if they were interested in this?
2: Yeah, go go to webstreet.co. Uh, we'll have uh, we we'll information about our uh, our funds. I think by the time this podcast is published, we probably won't have any open investment funds. But if you're interested, go go to our website, sign up, learn more about the industry, and then we can we can let you know in the future when we have an investment fund. Of course, we're always looking for experienced operators, experienced portfolio managers. If you're currently running a portfolio of online businesses and you have lots of experience, please get in touch with us all right I and that's, that. that's the best way to find this
0: I, I love that and a little bit of a tease there then how about that stallion wow hey, i got this amazing opportunity but by the time you go to it we probably won't have an open <laughs> fund but stick around you know limited time <laughs> only limited supply we have a chance for you to come back i was teaching my 10 year old son that exact conversation yesterday mike for his a concession stand he's running for his cousins uh, this weekend so i love that there we so, go <laughs>
2: Well, no, no I, I just want to just want to set the expectations because I, I hate when I uh, when somebody sends me to a place and then it's closed and it's like, all right, you could have told me that earlier. So I, I don't want people to be disappointed when they when they go there. But we do we do these funds regularly, um, you know, three three to four times a year. So there's there will always be um, funds in the future.
0: I, I love that. Well, thank you
2: so much for
0: bringing uh, this idea to the, our tribe tribe. If you're interested in this concept, go to www.webstreet.co, that's co. com and uh, dig into this and get on get on call with them if this is interesting to you. Or if you're an operator of an e-commerce business already, you heard him. You said they're looking for this. If you're looking to try to uh, leverage other people's money, and um, maybe this is an avenue for you as well. Mike, thank you so much again for
2: coming on. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. All right,
0: Tribe, take action. And uh, please take time to rate and review the show and share this with someone else. We Thank you for listening. Have an amazing day.
2: This has been the Wealth Without Wall Street podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show to break free of the Wall Street mindset and begin building wealth on your own terms
0: in places you understand so that your wealth will never run dry. See you next episode.